Brad Baumgartner is the executive director of the Indiana Audubon Society, which works to protect avian wildlife. As Bumgardner tells WFHB News Director Wes Martin, a key piece of that protection is the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. That act was overturned earlier this year by the Department of the Interior. Baumgartner says the dismantling of the act is a major setback to providing punishment for industries that harm birds. There's been a lot of concern in environmental circles recently with regards to the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. I was wondering, can you tell me uh, where that concern is coming from and what exactly this act does? Yeah. So the, the coincidentally, the Indiana Auto, or, I'm sorry, the Migratory Bird Treaty Act is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year, and this was a uh, kind of a landmark, uh, monumental uh, milestone when it was created. Uh, to protect all bird species that are native to the United States. So it's not only protects the, the birds, but also, you know, different parts of birds, their nests and their eggs. And uh, at that time when it was established, it was against the purposeful uh, assault on birds and the, the killing of them for, for various industries without regard to their population levels, as well as uh, incidental um, uh, killings that may occur. And so the, the, the biggest changes right now is not really a... Uh, a law change, but it's a, it's a policy change that the Trump administration is taking towards enforcement of that act, and where if an industry or organization is doing activities and during the course of their activities they're killing birds, whether uh, it not necessarily be intentional, then there is no fines or fees or punishment for that uh, that kind of activity right now. So this was uh, a, a policy decision that was made earlier in the year. Uh, it was made, I think, in the, right around the, the New Year period. And so you saw the first articles coming out in January, February, and there's been a few. And then the months following that is they've been kind of following uh, different incidents that might be occurring. So it's been going on for about six months now, with this policy change. And so when you, when you do this, uh, if uh, an organization, say, they, in the course of their operations, have oil pools, uh, and then birds get in, uh, they see that flying by, it's kind of got this little sheen to it, they land in it, get stuck, they die. Uh, there's no punishment for that. And so what that means is uh, if there's no motivation uh, for them to change that, then they're going to continue that kind of operation. And where previously, if you would have had a fine, then that would have been a, there's a financial interest in mitigating those bird loss. And so basically now these guys can willy-nilly, you know, kill birds, uh, through the course of their operations for short-term financial gains. And for somebody uh, just uh, listening in Indiana, for example, who would say, well, this doesn't have an, uh, any effect on me, why should folks care about bird law, particularly here in Indiana? Well, you know, I think birds are often bellwethers for, for a lot of different environmental conditions that are going on. And the Migratory Bird Act uh, dismantling is just the kind of a beginning of, of so many other environmental laws, uh, whether they're with the um, you know, National Park Service or the EPA that we're seeing this dismantling for uh, basically for financial gains. And so birds are a, a charismatic uh, wildlife species that we have that a lot of people uh, attach to and connect to. And so there's a lot of high interest in birds. Uh, we see quite a bit of uh, ecotourism in Indiana, too. There's over 400 species of birds that can be found in the state, and we know that we have documented thousands of people that come visit Indiana every year uh, to see the diversity of birds. And one of the biggest events that is held is up on the Indiana lakefront, uh, where Lake Michigan is, and there's an Indiana June's Birding Festival that uh, 
a lot of people travel to Indiana to see these birds. Going further into some of the economic impact or personal um, impact that um, the reduction of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act would have, um, there's a lot of wind farms, for example, in Indiana. Is that one of these areas that you had mentioned um, where it's kind of short-term gain with regards to uh, the dismantling of uh, the Migratory Bird Act? Yeah, so there's real kind of limited data that has come from wind farms, and we know that there is some data out there that's looking at the, the potential effects that, that these wind farms have. A lot of this data is collected and funded through these companies, and so this data may not be released if it's not in their favor. And many of the researchers that do this sign non-disclosure agreements, so they can't talk about the results. But we definitely think that this is where regulation could come in, looking at uh, the sightings of, of these kind of wind farms in regards to where migratory pathways are for birds. Uh, we could be looking at turning on and off these farms during particular heavy migratory periods in the, in the spring and the fall. But all of these could have a potential cost to these companies or, or more likely just a loss of revenue that could occur. And if there's no reason for them to do that financially, they're not going to do that. Where if they were uh, accidentally killing a lot of birds and facing fines, well, they would probably be a little more open to that. And so right here at home in Indiana, uh, wind farms is something that's under big development right now and, and could uh, have one of the biggest effects on our native bird population. So what is the next step now with this deregulation of the Migratory Bird Act? Uh, is the Indiana Audubon Society or is anybody nationally uh, fighting the deregulation of this act? So yeah, you're finding um, a lot of statements and uh, that are going out to the different various groups. Uh, to our membership, letting them know about these uh, things that are happening. So you're going to find not only the Indian Audubon Society, but the National Audubon Society has a lot of local chapters as well that are just kind of getting the information out. Uh, we're encouraging everyone to contact your lawmakers. And then we do have a lot of our larger national organizations, such as National Audubon, the American Bird uh, Conservancy, uh, who are spear actually spearheading the efforts to uh, file lawsuits to help protect these uh, these acts and some of the policy decisions that are being made. Mr. Bub Gardner, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to add or anything else you'd like listeners to know specifically with regards to either uh, the Migratory Bird Treaty Act? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Indiana is, is a great location to be able to see birds. And with that, over 400 species of birds, uh, we're able to enjoy so much here every year. And I hear from folks uh, that move into Indiana and they hear a bird they've never heard before, such as sandhill cranes and and they're just in awe of, of this site that we have here in the state. And, and it shows that when you have humans getting together, they can do some real positive things, and we can do some really bad things. You know, over the course of a few decades, we lost uh, passenger pigeons, literally three billion birds down to none. We thought that could never happen. And so that just shows the power of what we can do to the negative, and we know what we can do to the positive if we really um, put our hearts to it. Brad Bumgarner, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us, and good luck. Yep, no problem. Thank you.